0: what's up world welcome to the melanin money show the official destination for personal finance entrepreneurship and wealth building for melanin millionaires we will teach you the tools the tips the tactics the hacks and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family and i'm your host george action palm accompanied by co-host jacqueline shattuck and carter cofield if you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire tune in take notes and let's go. go 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 what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of the melanin money show so this episode is just off the heels of black wealth friday we're working diligently behind the scenes to actually get those uh totals tallied for you guys that was a tongue twister um but yeah we're excited for today man coming off the heels of also a holiday weekend so thanksgiving hopefully y'all didn't gain too many pounds but of course you know i'm accompanied by none other than the co-host uh cartier carter and i don't know whether she wants to be called jackpot jacqueline or jacqueline plans because she she corrected me last time so i'm gonna let her tell let us tell her what her referred to whatever
1: rolls off the tongue for you king whatever rolls off the tongue (laughs)
0: <laughs> I that. How, how are y'all
1: how are y'all how y'all doing
2: um i'm good i just you know came back from orlando with the fam every year we rent out a resort and um and you know get, and, and get to celebrate the coming wait
1: out. wait you rent out a resort
2: well we rent out uh, a big house in the resort it's like a nine bedroom house we all get to come mm. in i ain't got it like that yet
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Emphasis on the yet. Heavy on the yet.
2: Yeah. Heavy on the yet. But, you know, I haven't seen my family in a long time. So it was great for me to get to see them. And um, now I'm recharged. And like, it's the last month of the year. Like, it's just crazy.
0: Last month of the year, man. Where has the year gone? I feel like it was slow and fast at the same time. You know what I'm saying? A lot happened. happened. A lot happened this year. I mean, you know, so we started. So started Pocket Advisor at the top of the year. Right. As a platform. Then you know, we decided to come together like Captain Planet and um, you know, Wait, don't us. forget
1: that like Pocket Advisor got us what number three spot,
0: yeah, number three. So, yeah. uh, Mountain top Five, but
1: spot. not one or two Oh, right. that happened this year
0: first ever pitch competition, uh, you know, 600 entrants, and you know, we got in the third spot. I mean, that was huge. Um, and then realized along the way that as we decided, you know, ultimately come together as, and, and form this partnership that we wanted to super serve, you know, people of color, not to say that it wasn't going to happen organically on the existing platform, but we wanted to super serve people of color. And so we decided to rebrand the same year that we launched, which is aggressive. Um, but it worked. Um, and we rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club and ultimately now. Out of that was birth, the Melon and Money Show, which you're listening to right now. And of course, you already know the vibes, uh, the the thing that started it all with the And So, man, a lot can happen in a year. But the crazy part is, you know how people say cliche, we're just getting started. Uh, we really are. <laughs> like literally, yeah. like you really? know what I'm saying? And what we have in store for y'all uh next year is it's going to be crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm really big at putting things out there for manifestation purposes, for accountability purposes. And I just, that's just the way things work. And so I'm going to, you know, this wasn't planned, but I think, you know, for those loyal listeners and viewers who are watching us on YouTube, I think it's a great time just to give you guys a quick, I mean, really quick just insight to the vision of, of this brand, right? Because you guys are listeners, the show is growing. We get the reviews, we get the questions that come in. So we obviously know you're tapped in, we think it might be even better if you guys just understand what this vision is all about. So I'm going to just share a couple of things and then we'll get into today's topic. Um, so number one, um, Melanin Money is a platform that is that desires to make a really large dent um, in the wealth gap, right? More, more specifically, our goal is to help people of color increase their net worth by $100,000 uh, uh, annually, right? At least a thousand families, right? So whether it's a thousand families or... We or a hundred million dollars in, in, in net worth improvements, whatever comes first, like that's that's the baseline goal, right? Wanna help at least a thousand people improve their net worth by a hundred thousand dollars every single year, which will create a hundred million dollars of new black wealth annually, right? It's doable. And we wanna be the platform and the conduit that can help you do that. And that's gonna happen through us bringing phenomenal guests on the show, us as experts sharing our value. And then also for those who decide to be a part of the Million Millionaires Club, to be able to tap into that content on a regular basis, right? Um, more importantly, in a hopefully a much more post-COVID environment, we want to take this online energy offline, right? We want to have live experiences. Uh, we want to have, you know, our first annual conference, right, that will happen in 2022. Uh, our first annual awards show for the culture, right? So, think BT Awards, but you know, nominate entrepreneur of the year, investment educator, like crazy, not going to go into too much details, but that, um, and yeah, just really being the beacon of light for the culture when it comes to, uh, closing the wealth gap, building wealth, and, um, just really changing the narrative. We know that there's a lot of great people in the space that are doing great things, but this is our, you know, our mission and our narrative and, you know, our way to really, really impact at a high level. So I, I can't go down the road of everything that we intend to do, but, just to give you guys an idea, like we really we really have big goals, right? And we really believe they're possible if you guys want to be a part of it. Part of the easiest way to make it possible is to share, right? This podcast is free, YouTube is free. Um, just share it with somebody, right? Now that you know like the bigger picture, it's not just us showing up to create value, right? It's like, hey, yo, like we want you to take this and do something with it and you know, ultimately improve your net worth. And then if we do it collectively, we'll be able to have a lot of impact. So share this information, share our platform, share our mission. Um, if you work for a corporation, right? One of our goals is to, um, to do more corporate training, right? So to get your job to pay for it, right? Bring us into your company to make it an integral part of your education, right? Make it a part of the benefits package, or come in and do one-off workshops. So, if you work for a company that's looking to serve the minority resource group, who better to do it than Melanin Money, right? Like. <laughs> Who better to do it than us, right?
1: I mean, that's one way to get free financial advice, right? Get your job to pay for it.
0: Get your job to pay for it. So, again, that was an unplanned tangent, but I thought, you know, with with us closing out the year and it being an opportunity to reflect, um, just to really give you guys an insight, right, to what we're all about. And there's so much more to it, but obviously I want to make sure you guys can walk away with what you came for um listen, and that's the gems with the podcast but,
1: but listen though like we don't need to tell you we didn't need to tell you that right if you read this review when you subscribe to the podcast if you read this review it tells us all right so nada f gave us a five star review the subject is this show stands out from the rest with the little really? with the little hand emojis little, little praise hand emojis <laughs> uh huh Ask me up point and <laughs> she said really love listening to this podcast The three of you drop real knowledge compared to other podcasts who are just having conversations for the audience to listen to. That's what makes this show stand out from the rest. You all are the real deal, not just social media personalities. And there's so much value here. Praise hands, praise hands, clap hands, clap hands. Oh, can't wait for the next podcast. Hashtag making a difference.
0: Love it. Love to see it.
2: I need to read these reviews when I need gas, like whenever I'm feeling a, like I'm feeling down or I don't feel, you know, lack of motivation. I need to come and read these reviews because like, you know, we're actually like, I mean, you, we know we're here, we we feel like we're making a difference. But to know that we're actually ma- actually making a difference, it just makes my day. You know,
1: yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, we know motivation is fleeting. And there's sometimes where I am like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm gonna go take a nap. <laughs> but tapping with these reviews and then just stay yeah. focused on the mission. Like I can't wait for the info that we're gonna drop on this podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know the mission. The mission is what keeps the motivation high. So, now nah, thank you for sharing that review. Like like Carter said, it's always good to uh, to hear those. Um, and also, um, we've climbed. I think I looked last week. Hunt spot climbed up 115 spots um, you know, last week in the chart. So that's another thing you can do is you can always subscribe and, and again, just share the content, subscribe, leave a review. It helps more and more people get to know us because by the end of next year, we want to be in the top 50, at least five weeks, right? Ideally indefinitely, right? But we're going to pay our dues, right? We know we haven't, we've been doing the podcast for a couple of months, but ideally, you know, my personal goal is to get us in the top 50. I wants to be in the top 50 by the end of next year and I wants to stay there, you know. And that's a conservative goal. I think we can climb higher, especially if you guys, you know, continue to tap in and share this, share this content. And as we, to Jacqueline's request, do more in-person uh interviews so you guys can feel that energy even more than what you're able to experience now. I think this is a great Man, start.
1: But this is that's good. Like, let's just poll the audience. If you're listening to this and or you're watching this. Do you prefer in person? Do you think that makes a difference? Like, What do you like? Like, send us a message. Send one of us a, a DM on Instagram. We love your feedback. Um, or you can send information questions to podcast at melaninmoney.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's get into the topics for today. So obviously, would it be in the holidays? You know, they typically drop good movies around the holidays or if you're like my wife, you watch the same holiday movies over and over again. Um, But uh, I went real quick. I went to this Tony Robbins. Well, I didn't go to it. I saw this Tony Robbins video and he was like, raise your hand if you watch movies uh, that you've seen before. He's like, get a fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's like, there's too too many other things to do. But anyways, I just, I I kid. But uh, I got a chance to watch the movie King Richard, right? And King Richard um It was the father is the father of Serena and Venus Williams, who we know are arguably some of the greatest athletes of our time. And right, so I
1: wait, I didn't see it yet. So, is his name really King, or is that like
0: no? That was the name of the movie. His name is Richard, I guess, Williams. Right? Okay. All um, right. You know, Richard Williams. The name of the movie was King Richard. Okay. Um, and so you know, when I was watching that movie, you know, as I kind of got through it, I realized like, man, like there's some real good gems and takeaways here because you know, you don't become the women that they became without a really, really strong like backstory, right? So the movie kind of gave some insight into how they were able to really craft uh, the journey that we now know as two of the greatest tennis players ever, graced the Earth, and Serena, arguably, you know, top athlete of all time, right? So let's get into it. Seven things that we can learn from the movie King Richard. All right, number one, uh, create a plan and start with the end in mind, right? So, so spoiler alert, right? Obviously, if you have not watched the movie, this is going to give some insight, right? Um, I don't think I'm an extremely great storyteller, so hopefully, it won't spoil it, but it is going to give some insight uh, to the movie, right? So, in the movie, uh, what happened was he was going around to different like country clubs. He had like this pamphlet. He had like an old school video showing like a highlight reel, right? Like showing like this is why you need to let us play at this country club for free because it couldn't afford it, right? It's like, well, my daughters are going to be the greatest of all time, you know, and they were black, mind you, at this time, right? We're going to be the greatest tennis players of all time. This is the game plan. This is how it's going to look. He literally had the entire game plan mapped out, right? And so you got to imagine at this time, you can, probably, you can probably count on one hand how many black people had ever played tennis, much less that were actively playing tennis at that time. So these rich old um, Caucasian guys, right? They're just like, Okay, Richard, we hear you, bro, but nah, we not, we not, we not doing that. Not right? here, not today. i <laughs> yeah, here, not today, right? And so he, but he just kept going. Didn't get. I mean, he got discouraged sometimes, but he just kept going, kept going, right? To tell the story of who his daughters were going to become, right? And so I think that was a great insight and a reminder that you have to see it before you can believe it, and you have to be convicted by what you believe to get other people to believe it. Right. And so I thought that was a great point. So what do you guys think about that whole concept of just creating a plan and starting with the end in mind?
1: You know, when I was in college, I used to ride around to all the rich houses, right? Like we've all Mm. we've all been there. We've all talked about this, right? Like Carter, you shared the story where you were like, "Yeah, I'm in LA now," so I rode up to Calabasas and was trying to get some inspiration, some motivation. Calabasas is like, "Yeah, you can't even come here, bro." (laughs)
2: Like, stay it off. Go back home, bro. (laughs)
1: Stay out. So in college, I used to ride around to these different houses, and at one point, I realized it was like, okay, these people who live in these houses, they didn't just luck up and, and get into these houses. Right. Like that person that lives in that big house on the Hill, they knew they were going to be in that big house on the Hill. They may not have known how they were going to get there. They may not have known when the inheritance was going to hit, <laughs> but they knew that they were going to be in that big house. Right. So yeah. beginning with the end in mind. So in college, I started to realize it was like, all right, I got to dream a little bit bigger if that's you know the next level that I want, right? Because mm-hmm. you guys know my story. Um, and for those who don't, it's, it's posted on YouTube, on my Instagram. But basically my mom lost a million dollar inheritance due to poor financial advice. But when she got her inheritance, we bought our first house. That house was a little over $200,000. So in college, after my mom lost the money was in the process of losing the house to foreclosure i was like my goal was i was like so i gotta at least be able to get a two hundred thousand dollars house like bare minimum right then i started riding around and i see all these big houses and i'm like hmm this is back in the day so they had like the little uh paper out in front of the house so mm-hmm. i go and i get the paper like out of the little fold and i look at the house and of course it's got the price on there and i'm like damn these houses way more than 250. (laughs) These houses are way more than 250. So I was like, that means I got to set the bar higher. Mm. It means I got to set the bar higher. So beginning with the end in mind, right? So here we are fast forward years later and my property values are over 600,000. Right. So beginning with the end in mind.
2: And I love that point. Um, and you know you kind of took my but so i I'll, I'll 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 lead on this one like i love that they're showing the struggle because we, we need to be reminded that success is never on accident right we see these people serena lebron you know all these athletes are just what you know successful people and you we forget how much work they had to put in like right. who is, who has the cojones to go to country clubs in 1991, racism is still alive. Like it's not that many tennis players and you know, like beyond the shadow of a doubt that your daughters going to be these tennis players, but nobody else believes it. Mm-hmm. 50 doors are shut in your face, but you still have the courage and the wherewithal to, to keep pushing. If anybody listening out there, when people tell, you no, right it's not really a no, it's just not yet, right? If, if the doors are closing, it's because they're waiting for you to become the person that you need to be for them to open. So um, every, every delay is not a denial. You just need to grow some more and keep going. So I hope that inspires somebody because it inspired me that, you know, if people tell you no, it's just that's, that's no to them, it's not no to you.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fact. And it's just like, you know, when you create a plan and you put it out there, You know, for all to see you're vulnerable, like you remind yourself, which I always tell people like motivation is a lot like bathing, right? It it doesn't last. You got to do it daily. But like when you create this plan of like, no, this is who I'm going to become. This is what I'm going to have. And you put it in front of yourself, like just to give you, I think Will Smith explained it this way, to give you guys the size and scope of this man's vision, right? It will be the equivalent of Michael Jordan at his peak right, in high school and in his brother pe- playing at the school down the street, who's just as good as him and, and someone in him saying, hey, look, I'm going to have the next two like simultaneously in one household. Right? <laughs> so I think people don't understand like the scope and the scale of this man's vision. Like, OK, maybe you have one super athlete. Right. But you're telling me both your daughters is like that and they both going to be top two. You know what I'm saying? Top, you know the t- top two players. That was unfathomable, right? Especially in tennis. It's one thing if it's football, basketball. We, you know, we dominate, right? But tennis. And so, you know, to have that conviction, to have that vision, um, it just shows you that anything that you set your mind to, right? I think that the, they say the universe will conspire on your behalf. Like, like literally, problems will get through. But you got to decide, right? You got to decide that it's for you. Like, you got to write it down. You got. I have a document that literally says, "Read this every day." Like I know sometimes, even when I probably tell y'all some of the things like that we're going to do, like at first, y'all probably be like, that's okay, that's lit, (laughs) right? But the conviction that I have behind it is so real, right? Now I'm agile. I understand that the world might change and our vision might, you know, alter to accommodate similar to how, you know, literally this year we rebranded.
1: You gotta make pivots. sure.
0: Yeah, right, but conceptually, like, what we are going to do for the culture and the imprint that we're going to have on the the wealth gap, right? In black wealth, in shattering and disrupting those statistics about what the, the median net worth being zero by 2052 and all that BS, right? We're going to reverse that, right? Through the work that we do. But I just thought that was so powerful. Um, another thing that I took away uh, from the movie was believe in yourself uh, even when no one else does, right? So kind of, we kind of already touched on this a little bit, right? Like he got turned down um, by going to the different country clubs and whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, like no, you're not always going to have somebody that believes in you, right? You're not always going to have those, that support system.
1: Yeah. You know, can you I,
0: believe in you. So can I
1: give you a story real quick? Sure. And I, don't even, I don't even know if you guys have heard this story, but Excuse when I was me? in high school, well, actually pre-high school, when I was like a little kid, I was like maybe four years old. I got a dentist Barbie, so it was literally a little white blonde haired Barbie that was a dentist. You press her back and makes like little toothbrushing noises, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to be a dentist after getting that. So in high school, you know, you're getting ready to go to college. I'm talking to the counselor, and she's like, "So what do you want to do?" And I was like, "I want to be a dentist." I stuck with that thing all the way through. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a dentist, right?" So she was like, "Well." you should be a dental hygienist and I was like uh okay she was like it's gonna be shorter time in college it's gonna be cheaper it's gonna be so much easier for you and mind y'all I'm an honor student like I went to school on a hope like I went to college on hope scholarship which means you had like a three five or above so I'm already smart enough so this counselor is like nah you should do this like take this easier route that's less pay That's less time commitment right in my mind though, like. I knew that I could become a doctor if I wanted to, but I didn't have that full belief. Like, I didn't have that full trust in myself. So my whole college plan got skewed in the beginning because I was going to be a dentist. But the school that I went to didn't offer dental hygiene because I had switched. So it got really, really messy my freshman year just because I didn't believe in myself. Mm. So I was swayed by other people's opinions and I was swayed by what other people saw for me. And I didn't focus on the vision that I had for myself because I just didn't believe in myself. So I had to figure out over time, like, okay, I know what's best for me. Right. Sometimes people don't. Other people don't know what's best for you. In Venus and Serena's case, their dad. Knew what was best for them, and he was right. there to help guide them. But if you right. don't have anybody that's helping guide you, because you're probably a, an adult at this point and you're supposed to be making your own decisions, you got to believe in yourself first. You got to see it before anybody else sees it.
0: Powerful. Or get or get mentors. Um, you know that can help. And actually, well, as we go through these points, I'll touch on the power. It, it'll kind of make me full circle of why you have to believe in yourself because there was a point when the dad's vision was starting to conflict with what the daughters wanted right and as they were getting older right and, and they had to also have to because the dad got them to that point so they had to have enough conviction to be like well I feel you dad and I love you dad but I believe I can do this right um so now that's extremely important so the next point is you know how they say uh, know your worth and, and then add tax right <laughs> um you know that's the that's the punch line um so in the movie um Serena before her first pro game, right? It was all this anticipation that was building up um, because she was Serena, she was crushing it as a kid. Mind you, I think she went pro around 14, which is crazy. I didn't even know that you could go pro that young in tennis. And Nike was like, yo, we see you. You know what I'm saying? They they walked in, I think the night before her big game, million dollar check. Nike. Nike. Top dog. In the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14 years old. Compton, living in the hood, with too many siblings for the house you're living in. Nike slides you a million of them things. Easy, right? And so at this point, after some, a little bit of conflict, like Serena, Serena actually now had the power, right, to make the decision on her own, right? Her dad, because her dad was making all the decisions before. And he was like, you need to be pitching her. And she looked at the money. She looked at her dad. She looked at her mom, looked at her uh, coach. Um, and she was like, I want to give y'all an opportunity to see, I want them to see me play, right? I want you to see me play. So the Nike guy just like, you know, you don't want this million dollars. And more importantly, the coach, because again, this is different than NBA and NFL and all that. The coach basically flew the the Williams family down to Florida, right? To train, right? So she could train uh, under his tutelage, covered their house, covered all their expenses. And basically, you know, his claim to fame was I'm gonna get her right, get her ready for pro. And then I get 15% of her future earnings, basically like an agent, right? And so he's thinking like, Shana, it's been about two, three years. I been paying this mortgage, like I take that million dollars. You know what I'm saying? But Serena was like, nah, I want, you, I want you to see me play. You know, long story short, she ends up getting all the way to the finals. She loses in the finals, um, but in her first ever pro match, this other girl was like number one in the world, was a killer. And had been playing pros all this time. And Serena hadn't played no matches because she didn't do juniors, right? Which we'll, get to, we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and so she um, played in her first tournament and got all the way to the end. And so long story short, Reebok ended up offering her a $12 million contract. 12X. 12X, right? So that's this kind of ties in, right? Believing in yourself, which we just talked about, but ultimately never accepting uh, the first deal. So what are y'all's thoughts on that?
1: I wouldn't say don't accept the first deal, but I would definitely say negotiate.
0: Yeah,
2: never take the first offer, right? As well, right? But like, but like, let's, that's let's, that's what I meant. I mean, I, mean
0: yeah, don't accept the first offer. Yeah.
2: The context is like, yo, like you, you know how crazy you, you know how crazy the crazy belief you have to have in yourself to turn down a million dollars when you don't have any money, right? Mm. Okay? And and really just know that you're going to be worth more in the future. And I and, and the way I look at this is when a job offers you uh, money and you turn down your dream to be an entrepreneur, right? Then, you know, this has happened to me. You know, I had a hundred thousand dollar offer before I quit. My manager asked asked raised to raise my salary from 80 to a hundred if I stay. And I thought about it, but I was like, no, I think I believe myself uh, more than that. And it's not a million dollars, but still like you have to have the belief to follow your dream. So anybody out there that, has a job offer on the table and like wants to be an entrepreneur or whatever the case is, you have to believe in yourself and know that the money, the payout over the long term is gonna be worth the short term sacrifice today, right? She sacrificed a million dollars and a couple of weeks later, or however long the tournament tournament was, she ended up getting $12 million, right? So I think that anybody listening needs to understand not only don't take the first offer, but don't sacrifice who you are or what you want to become for a short term, um, a short term return. Whether that's money or whatever, just don't sacrifice who you are for what you know you want to be.
0: Yeah, and don't and don't sacrifice right. like, and also don't even sacrifice like what you want to become for a short term struggle. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you'll endure something and be like, man, f, f this, like I'm out you know what I'm saying? And you literally give up on yourself because of a challenge, right? So I think that's that's definitely a great way to expound upon that point is that, you know, never take the first offer, right? But ultimately, never let an offer, whatever it might be, detract you from who you know you are, what you're becoming, and never let a short-term struggle, which all is relevant, because let's just say that the the coach didn't fly them down, and she was still living in Compton. Um, and you know what I'm saying? And they were broke, Right. They were feeling a little bit more comfortable because obviously, like I said, they were in Florida and the coach blew them down and all that good stuff. But imagine if she wasn't and she was just like, you know what? Well, should we live in a hot Compton? This is my chance to get my family out of the hood. I'm taking a million dollars. And so, like, just never let those short term struggles or any obstacles. Once you've already locked in on who you are and what you're becoming, never let anything detract you from that.
1: Major key. Now's the time where we interject with a commercial. Pew, pew, pew. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm not don't a broadcaster. Yeah. yeah, there we go. All right. So this commercial is brought to you by the Melanin Money brand. So for those of you who cannot see, George has on our Black Brilliant Billionaire in the Making and so does Carter. So you guys can grab that gear from MelaninMoney.com. We appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. And while we're doing commercials, right? So you know how they say you want to catch a wave before it gets crazy. Um, people are talking about NFTs, talking about crypto. Listen, in 2021, we're, excuse me, 20 year's about to be over. 2022, we are formally accepting podcast sponsorships, right? So podcasts, similar to audiobooks are, are some of the greatest ways to consume content because you can listen to it on the go, right? And so our listenership, like when you think about how long people listen to the, to the podcast, is typically longer than like people like watch an Instagram video or something like that. And as a result of that, Um, there's a higher probability that someone's going to consume your company or your brand's content. So if you are a business owner and you're trying to look for new innovative ways to get your brand out there, because if they don't know you, they can't flow you, right? You're looking for new innovative ways to get your brand out there. Email podcast at melaninmoney.com to inquire about our rates for 2022 sponsorships. Now here's the the kicker, right? You get in early, you're going to get early rates. You get in late, (laughs) you know, you'll get those right yeah, so today's right price is not today's price. Not today.
1: yeah. today's yeah. price is not, not tomorrow's price.
0: price. <laughs> right not not to mention you'll get access to our distribution lists um and you know there's a there's a few variety of options with our packages so hey we're trying to figure out a new way maybe facebook ads aren't quite doing what they used to do for you with the ios 14 update uh influence and marketing ain't really it ain't the math ain't mapping you know what i'm saying they ain't got no real influence come on over to the Melanin Money Show, right? And we'll get you right, right? Again, end of the day, our CMO here, he's a marketing wizard, right? We've we've, uh, we've appointed him the, the leader of the platform when it comes to getting our word out. So he's gonna come up with some dope strategies to integrate how we can get your brand out, whether it's through email, text, whatever. And uh, we would love to have you as an official sponsor of the Melanin Money Show.
1: Big facts, big facts. So just to close out, because we want to give y'all, Tangible things. Right. So if you are trying to become a better negotiator, check out Chris Voss. So oh, he's.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, he was my he was my client for a couple of years. Uh, he is firm, firm. crazy how it worked out. But I read his book. I read his book and made five thousand dollars the next day off of negotiation. Reached out to him to say thank you. And then he hired me as, as his accountant.
1: Dope. Uh, so dope. Never
2: split the difference.
0: Dope. Everybody needs to read that book yeah, that's yeah. A I, I need to reread it. that was like years ago when i read it um mm-hmm. so i think my mind's but, like right
1: now yeah so read the book also he's got a lot of free content on youtube so just tap in if you're trying to become a better negotiator which should be literally everybody in life
2: <laughs> everything and like one
0: thing he says in the book everything in life is a negotiation Even everything in, in life with like your spouse everything's in negotiation For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the melanin millionaires club, because that is exactly what we've created. Right. We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin and Millionaire's Club. Number one, you're going to get access to money challenges you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're going to get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're going to have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're going to get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket, because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education. Right. You have investment opportunities. Right. From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you. I strongly encourage you to click the link link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family.
2: George, what's, what's our next point?
0: All right, let's get into it. All right, trust the process, right? Trust the process. So again, if you watch the movie, um, you'll know that the dad made a controversial decision to tell his daughters that they're not going to do juniors and juniors basically in tennis is the path to basically that everybody took to become pro right so it would be, almost be the equivalent of like playing college basketball right you don't have to do it but like that's the most logical path that people took to get to the league right and so he decided you know what i don't want my daughters burnt out right i know they're gonna go they're gonna go pro but he was seeing, I think at the time, there's another popular athlete who did juniors and was playing tournaments every single week and then got to the, got went pro and then kind of like, kind of unraveled a little bit, right? Both psychologically and physically. And so he was just like, not doing that for my daughters, right? And so it was very controversial and a lot of people didn't agree with it, but he, he felt that it was the best route to go. So his daughters would practice with the coach that they hired, you know, week in and week out but they would not have the rigorousness of having to actually play in tournaments. And as a result of it, right. They ultimately, as we know, went pro and we saw what the heck that they did, um, you know, during their tenure in sports. I think, sir, I think Venus is done. I think Serena is still playing. I think she got, she injured, got injured recently, but I think she's still playing and she plans to come back. So
2: yeah, she's definitely still playing. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So trust the process, right. Cause sometimes it's going to look unconventional to other people. Yeah, all hear that? Yeah.
2: I think it's the summer side Yeah jesus christ
0: i don't know knock it out
2: but i, I think a good i think a good leverage point of this is, is you know some people don't want to admit it but like the ball family right like um uh what's the dad's name uh
1: uh yeah uh, i was gonna bet huh dad
2: okay wait yeah I'm just. are we good on noise okay wait okay okay so i think a good you know relevancy point in this is looking at the ball family right um I forgot the dad's name, but he said, hey, my, I'm going to have my three sons going to be in the league or whatever. And then the youngest, LaMelo, he's he's not going to college. He's going to play overseas and he'll get to the league. And like people thought he was crazy. But, you know, coming, you know, a few years later, you know, LaMelo Ball is what won the Rookie of the Year and is an amazing player. And the dad, again, was so convinced. That LaVar. His son, La, LaVar, yeah, La, LaVar. His dad, LaVar was so convinced that his sons were going to be, um these amazing basketball players and they just trusted him on the process right and then eventually now he has two sons in the league plan on um starting on amazing teams and I think that this brings the point home of like you just have to trust the process don't get so you know have blinders on you know especially in entrepreneurship so many people are looking at what other people are doing and looking at what their what their competitors are doing just trust the process keep your eyes straight and then you'll get to the destination that you need to get to. And especially with social media, it's so easy to get distracted. But mm-hmm. you have to find ways to trust the process and know that whatever is in God's plan for you is going to happen if you stay focused.
0: That's a fact. So the noise like I had a uh, swipe blowing leaves with a leaf blower and it was like this big rig truck. I was like, "What are the odds that both of these things are happening?" <laughs> George, George
1: lives in the country. If y'all don't, oh, know. I'm saying, yeah,
0: yeah. I do not live in the country. <laughs> that was a <laughs> Um, But he yeah, so I, I agree with that whole heart. Last, like, I saw the picture the other day of him and his brother dapping up. One, one place for the Bulls. One place for the Hornets. Uh-huh. Charlotte. Shout out, shout out to Queen City. Somebody drop a cash tag for Queen City. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was super dope because people didn't. They thought he was super unconventional, and you know, trying to also create their own brand, you know, and not going like this typical sneaker deal route. Like, so now I, I, re- I got a lot of respect for Every, you. Might not you might not agree with you, but I definitely respect it.
1: No, I definitely respect it. But I think the problem is everybody wants a blueprint. The real winners are be becoming the blueprint mm. instead of. Trying to find a blueprint, they're like, "All right, I don't really see anybody out here doing what I'm doing, so I'm to just be the blueprint."
2: Right. There's a saying that says everybody wants to be outstanding, but nobody's willing to stand out. And we I want. think, and I and I think that's phenomenal. Everybody that wins, you know, for the most part, does things unconventional, right? They 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 do things outside the box. And if you want to be outstanding, you got to be willing to stand out, and that's what um King Richard was willing to do with his daughters and that's why they you know again are the top female athletes of all time
0: yeah facts facts um so the next point is uh to become legendary you have to be willing to do things that others won't understand right so there was a scene in the movie well just in general right so the daughters they they obviously played tennis all the time right practice so they didn't have a lot of time hanging out with other kids they also had like a paper route. God, I remember those days. They had a paper route, right? Where they're like delivering papers and all that kind of stuff to make extra money, right? And then there was one scene in particular where they were playing in the rain, right? Because again, practice had to happen. Rain, sleet, or snow, practice had to happen, right? And so there was a neighbor across the street who actually her daughter, she was a little salty because her daughter was kind of in the streets a little bit. And she felt like Richard was too hard on the girls, right? like let them be kids and let them have fun and blah, blah, blah. And so ultimately, when they came back from the practice, uh, child protective services were there to do a wellness check. Right? We heard that you know kids are you know in danger and blah blah blah. And he, Richard, went off.
1: He was like <laughs>
0: danger. He's like not my not not my valedictorian daughter, right? Not my 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 two two queens who about to take the uh, the tennis world by storm right now. If I'm if we in here not feeding them, not doing this, not doing that. That's cool. Like y'all come, y'all arrest me, put me away. But if I apologize, if I want more for my daughters, and they're not gonna be, their story isn't, they're gonna be stuck in the hood, and that they're gonna make it, right? I'm sorry if that's what it looks like. You know, what I'm saying he went off on them. You know, what I'm saying ultimately they left, and then the mom went across the street. You know, what I'm saying i had a few choice words. You have to go check the lady. <laughs> okay, look. Don't make me have to come back over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't make me have to come back over here. Don't worry about what's going on in my household. We good. You know what I'm saying? So now I just thought that was powerful because, you know, it might seem harsh from the outside looking in, playing tennis in the rain, being ultra committed. But the crazy thing is, and also rest in peace, Virgil, man. I, I know y'all saw that, you know, shout out to Virgil, man. One of the the, the greatest creative minds and designers of our, of our era, man. So rest in peace to Virgil. Um, but what people don't realize is the reason why when people like Kobe pass away or these prominent figures, it's not that anybody else's life is less important. It's because of the imprint and the impact that they left behind that people remember. And to become that person, it requires to doing things that people aren't always going to agree with. If you, if you watch the Jordan documentary, I think that came out last year right? People didn't always agree with Jordan's tactics. They didn't always agree with Kobe's tactics, but they became legendary, right? Because of their relentless pursuit to excellence. And everybody's not going to understand what that looks like. They're not going to understand the sleepless night, I mean, the late nights, the early mornings, right? The hustle, the extra credentials, the uh, 50, the, the $35,000 masterminds, like the investments in your... It's not going to make sense to certain people, right? But it's not for them to understand it's for them to see, mm-hmm. right? It's not for them to understand, for them to see. Like, oh, they, oh, okay. I didn't get it. I get it now. And now they be like, Yo, I, you know, I knew her. We went to school together. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Now they they fans. Now they fans. We had an mm-hmm. opportunity to do business. We did a live one time or, you know, whatever the case may be. I dropped her off. I was her Uber <laughs> driver. <laughs> but whatever, right? But you got to have that conviction because I remember when I first became an entrepreneur, it wasn't even sexy back then. It was just like, you mean tell me you don't want to be a consultant and like get this corporate credit card and travel and you went to school and did all this and you don't like it wasn't even cool, right? But now on the back end, it's like, yo, bro, like what's going on? Like I want, I want, I want all the parts, right? And so you, you got to be willing to stay down if you want to be legendary. People aren't going to understand it. It ain't for everybody. Thanks.
1: I think you just need to decide, like, is there a blueprint that you want to follow or do you want to become a blueprint? Mm, like the three I'm of us. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> like the three of us have already committed to becoming a blueprint for others. Right. Like we committed to it before we knew we committed to it, because going into the professions that we went into, you committed to it before you even knew it. That's a
0: fact because because of the representation. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Like. We didn't realize, but like, damn, like, it's almost like, and, and he a matter of fact, I'm glad you said that, Jack. in the movie before he, like, she made a decision to go pro. Cause he like, believe it or not, even though he wanted him to be pro, he didn't push them. He was like, when you're ready, which is why he had them practicing for years before, like they could officially enter. He's like, I don't, cause when that, once that spotlight gets on you, he said, you're no longer just representing Serena Williams. Mm. You're representing every black girl that ever wants to be in your shoes are you ready for that and that's an unwritten rule and an unwritten pressure that all of us carry right so Obama right like like it or love his politics and in terms of what he did for the what he did for the culture or whatever but what I will always say about Obama is that and I've said this every time somebody asks me about him is I want someone to do a case study on the children who basically were like one, two, three, basically like their first president was Obama, right? And because my, my thinking is that when you have representation at the highest level, I'm really curious on how uncapped your mindset is on what's possible for you. Mm-hmm. The only reason that white people are, are, are so successful is not just because of the system that they created. We all know the system they created, right? Right. But it's because if you look at the highest positions on anything, it's a white older male. Right. So there's no limiting beliefs on. Can I be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company? Can I be a NASCAR driver? Can I be? No, because that's all you see. So I'm very curious of the kids who the highest office in the land. I'm a young kid. That's my president. He's right? black. My I'm black. President. Yeah. Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't I? Why couldn't I? Right. Yeah. And so I just think it's like, to Jacqueline's point, to make it full circle, it's just so important for us to remember that it's this unwritten rule that the reason I brought Obama up is because it's like, yeah, like he had people were scrutinizing his decisions and what he was doing, but he don't have to say, he don't have, he didn't have Trump leeway. Trump yeah. could do and say whatever he wanted to do. Anything that Obama did, oh, that's a reflection on all y'all. Yeah. Right? That's a reflection yeah. on all y'all. And that's just how it goes in the game. So as mm-hmm. much is
2: given, much is required, man. Right. And that's OK. But I love your point of you can't be what you can't see. So I am curious to see what young black kids like how how much more successful they are than other kids who didn't see their first president being black. Because, again, our mind is a cage if we allow it to be. But if you grow up with no doors on your cage, meaning like. You literally believe that you can become every anything you want to be because that's what you see. Like it's, it's got to have a huge uh, factor on on everyone. You know,
0: big facts, big facts. Um, so as we close out here, we got a couple more points. Um, no matter how good your plan is, you'll always need additional expertise to take you to the next level, right? So in the movie, obviously uh, Richard, uh, their father, gets probably 85 percent of the credit well well, let me take that back the mom that was another part of it right movies titled after him obviously he had a division but he wouldn't be able to do what he did without the mom but obviously the family Mm -hmm. right the dad and the mom get a lot of credit for the women that they became but there came an inflection point that richard knew right that in order to get them to the next level i need to hire a coach which is why he was trying to get them in the country clubs that knows what it takes to go pro i can take my daughters as far as i can take them but i'm at least humble enough to know they're going to need a coach that can get them pro right and so you know he he was doing that for a while then ultimately found the coach that you know i think is still their coach to this day or at least a part of the coaching team and um he was the one that ultimately you know was grooming them to the point to get them to go pro and so that's a very important thing to understand because whether it's just you let's say that you never had a mentor right And you just like read books and that was your mentor, or you went to school, or you got your credentials, you took courses, whatever, right? At some point, to get to a higher level, you're going to need something probably more than what you have. Or to say another way, you might have it inside of you, but you might need someone else to unlock and extract it right who can take you to that next level so in her case it was her coach right in our case as smart as we are as much as we know it's probably joining masterminds or taking courses or getting coaches or mentors to take us to that next level because sometimes you just simply can't see what's next for yourself cuz you're so close to it that's half the battle right and someone from the outside looking in can say oh yeah you can do this and you can do that and then, and just give you something to tweak that you might have already had some perspective to but can change the game for you. So you just, I think it's an important lesson because no matter how great you are, right? Jordan had a coach, LeBron has a coach. LeBron has a whole team that like takes care of his body, right? And so just understanding that, stop trying to put everything on your own shoulders, right? Like you might be smart. You might've grew up being the smartest person in the room, but if you're still the smartest person in the room, you're creating a ceiling for yourself, right? So I thought that was a good point.
1: I mean, I feel like that's a good point. And it's like, (laughs) it's pretty straightforward. You need help to build, right? They say it takes a village to raise a child. Um, You know, you need other people to help build you up. It's just, it is what it is. It's going to be really hard for you to to scale, which, you know, scaling for a solopreneur may be not working 24-7, right? Scaling may be getting your weekends back. So for you to even be able to scale, even if you want to scale six, seven, eight figures, you're going to need a team. You can't. You can't do it all on your own.
0: Right. Let's take this podcast, for example, when I first started podcasting, you know, 2017, uh, my first 35 episodes, I, I edited every single one myself, every single one. Right. I, had to, learn, nice. I had to learn the skill set. I know. So, again. George did that. So hopefully I had to go through that. Right? <laughs> I didn't, like in 2017, I didn't know, like I had never even been on a podcast. I don't even think I had listened to a full episode of a podcast. Right. So I had to figure out, which is audacious, right? I had to figure out what, what's a mic and what do I need to use? How do you get it uploaded? Like I had to figure out all of that. You know what I'm saying? And, but the, the caveat to that was I wasn't able to be as consistent as I wanted to because editing a podcast is not my zone of genius. Right. So instead of these episodes that y'all see every week, right, it was more like mm, once, once a month, twice a month, you know, when I could get it out, because I had to edit it. I had to think of the content that I was curating. I had to come up with some type of design. Like I did it all because I just didn't know any better. Right. Then eventually I figured out had some people help me out. And then that allowed me to start doing podcasts every single week. Now, where well, it literally all we do outside of coming up with the content and showing up to record, we turn it off. Jacqueline sends it over to our editor. He edits, he, he chops up the clips, he sends it to our graphic design and social media management team. Like, and that's how we're able to be consistent. So sometimes y'all compare yourselves to people like, damn, how George, Carter, Jack, every single week though, even during holidays, we typically record multiple episodes at a time. We have a whole team. Dang,
1: they'll tell them everything.
0: Okay, give, it,
1: hey, wait, wait. leave, leave <laughs> some magic they can, they can,
0: they can get it in our, in our
2: next course coming out how to build a podcast <laughs> how to build a podcast right but we have exactly.
0: systems and infrastructure on how we can do it right because you know don't compare your, your, your chapter your chapter one to someone's chapter 10 like you know that that would be like me you know three four years ago trying to compare myself to this podcast yeah. right it would be impossible we have resources we have infrastructure and we have experience with like what it should look like you know what I'm saying? So you need people to grow. Right. And sometimes as a small entrepreneur, that might look like giving up equity. That might look like a lot of things. Right. But it, but whatever you got to do, I'd rather have a small percentage, of something uh, gargantuan than a hundred percent of nothing. Right. Because if you do it on your own, you can have a hundred percent. But what are you like? What? what are you really doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you really got? So yeah. quick stat, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, the CEOs of Google, uh, Je- and Mark Zuckerberg all own less than 15% of their companies. That's insane. And they're all billionaires. Yeah. So, food for thought. Right? So, stop <laughs> thinking that you need like, if you're afraid that dwindling your equity percentage, not to go on a tangent here, but if you're afraid of that limiting what your outcome is, you don't, you don't believe that what you're building is going to be something really big.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: You should be able to reverse engineer the math. Like, well, shit, 13, 20, 25, 35%. We, we probably supposed to be an eight-figure company. Not very- shit, we lit
1: <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: but you just might—you might have a scarcity mindset on where you think you're going. I love it. I love
2: it. And I think the last point about this point is just having the humility to know you need help, right? And I'm speaking to all, you know, everybody out there, but especially like you know us black men. We have so much pride, right? right. And we need the humility to know that we need help, whether that's a coach, a mentor. Whatever, just having the humility to know that you need help and to seek that help and not to to feel like that makes you weak, is something I think everybody needs to adopt.
1: That's that's major. I mean, even as as black women, like we have always had to be very (laughs) strong. So you feel like asking for help or saying I can't do this or I'm at my capacity or you know I need help with this or hiring you know a CPA, a financial advisor, like. Somebody to help you, you feel like you're weak. You feel like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I can't figure it out. Or it just makes you feel like, you know, you're not this whole person who can handle everything that's thrown at them in the world. And the reality right. is you just don't have enough time. Right. And so the right. time that you do have, you need to focus on staying, like George said, in your zone of genius. Mm-hmm. Stay there because that's what's going to help propel you forward. Right. It's going to help with your success and it's going to help with your sanity, sis. hmm. That's key. We need both of those. All right,
0: guys. We got one more point left, but we're going to take a quick commercial break before we finish it. I got to (laughs) pee. I tried to hold it in. I tried to.
1: Okay, so our commercial break is brought to you by one of our lovely, lovely viewers, Miss Nina. So Nina messaged us and said, hi, I'm a regular listener of the podcast, and I love the advice and nuggets you've given so far. I know I can Google this, but would like to hear your expertise. So I'm going to direct this at you, Carter. Uh What's the benefits, pros and cons of LLC, S-Corp or C-Corp? And when would you choose either one?
2: This is an amazing question. Is google but like you re- really want somebody with expertise to answer this question? So I created what I call my business entity flowchart, and it basically sums up each point of each entity and when you need it and when you don't need it. So LLCs, every business owner should start out as an LLC. right? It gives, it's cheap to start, It gives you asset protection. So, if you were to get sued, they can't, they can only sue what's in your business, not sue you personally. So, an LLC is great for everybody to start. It's quick and easy, cheap, and it gives you protection. Now, you want to keep that LLC until you're making over $40,000 net income. So, And net income again guys is revenue minus expenses. So if you make 100k, and you have uh, 100k in revenue, 60,000 expenses, you have uh, 40,000 net income. So once you have over 40k net income, you need to upgrade that LLC to a S corporation. And the reason you're going to do that is because S corporations help you save money on taxes, it helps you save um, FICA and self employment taxes. So You want to upgrade to an S-Corp once you make over $40,000 in net income, and then you can stay at S-Corp for as long as you want. In my opinion, the only time you need to upgrade from an S-Corp to a C-Corp is two reasons. One, if you're trying to issue shares of equity um, for capital. So if you're going on Shark Tank and trying to get Mark Cuban to give you a million dollars for 20% equity, you should have a C-Corp because it gives you better bylaws and things like that. Or if you plan to go public on on some stock exchange, but other than those two reasons, in my CPA humble opinion, those are the only two reasons you want to be a C corp because C corps are taxed twice. You have to pay twenty one percent taxes at the corporate level, and then you still have to pay ordinary income taxes on any money you take out the corporation. So you don't want to be taxed twice unless you absolutely need to. So that's my entity flow chart. I hope that makes sense
0: awesome yeah. and is this something that's readily available that people can get access to is it in one of your courses it's, it's in
2: one free? of my courses I'll, I'll i'll have the link added to the show notes and then you can use uh code 25 off uh, 20, uh, uh 25 off and you'll get 25 percent off the course awesome awesome so hopefully that answers think, your question
1: yeah i think we need to i think can we give it to our people in the community
2: we can give it Oh, you're trying to kill me, Jacqueline. We can, uh, I'm
1: trying to. I'm trying to take care of our community. Take uh, care of our tribe. Like, let's I see if we can get can them just give, the flow chart. I'll give.
2: Chart. I, I'll give it to the. I'll give the at least the flow chart to the community. I might give the course to the community. I'll give it at least the flow chart to the community. And if we can get her, do we have her email address? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give her the course for free. So remind me to,
0: to give. Her Ooh. Okay. Let's we'll see what okay. happens with a little nudge from Jacqueline. All yeah. okay, right happen to see, look so two things just happened there, right? Number one, we told y'all that was like game, right? That was personal, That they gave you spe- answered your specific question. So, send it's so simple send your question, video, or audio message into podcast at melaninmoney.com, right? Um, we're gonna have our editors, if they can, actually populate the question you know during this segment such so you guys can see it. Um, But ultimately, we want to incorporate this. We want to be able to give out free. We're trying to give out as much free game as we can. Right. So if you want free game, send it in. We
1: want free game. And if y'all want to try to get one of these courses that I'm just offering up from Carter, leave us a review. Like, leave us a five-star review. And don't just put give me the course (laughs) in the review. Write a review and, you know, mention that you want the course and I'll see if I can get you hooked up. Okay.
2: We'll see. Working working for y'all. Hey, look. The queen negotiator at its
1: finest. Hey, hey! I read the book. I read the book. I watched it <laughs> on
0: YouTube. <laughs> Amazing, okay. guys! So uh, now that we're back from commercial break and we got a chance to uh, share some game. Uh, what was it? What was the young lady's name? Nina. Nina. Share some game with Nina. Want to close out with our final point on seven lessons you can learn from Move the movie King Richard. Right? Never be afraid to wait your turn. Your time is coming this is so right. Big. right so we know that venus is a few years older than her younger sister right and so she had venus, to venus Serena is, is a few years younger than her older sister I, venus
1: i think they're are they one year apart
0: a few years one year she's older i don't know how many years Couple okay. of years. Older
1: but uh-huh. me and venus have the same birthday so in case <laughs> and i was like why do you know that <laughs> right, right
0: right. i was like i don't
1: know the detail
0: but she's one one to three years older not much right um but because she was older um well actually here's the real story so the real story is that the coach could only coach the first coach was only willing to coach one of them he's like look it's for free but i can't i can't do it for two people you know what i'm saying so serena was older so naturally, she was the one that got tapped, right? And so Venus didn't lose her edge. She still practiced. She practiced with her mom when Venus was. was you, got
2: ba- you, got, you got them backwards, but yeah, but yeah, people. So got
0: Serena's it. the younger one.
2: Yeah, but she she
0: was Venus was practicing with the coach, right? So Venus is practicing with the coach. She's Serena gonna- was practicing with with uh, her mom. Right. Yes, so Serena, the younger one, was practicing with her mom, right? Um, while her sister was practicing with the coach, the first coach, right? And more of the story is, you know. Serena's like, I'm I'm that too, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna I want, I want, I want be, I wanna play in these tournaments and I wanna win and all, all that good stuff. And so, but ultimately her dad was like, look, I got you. This was all part of the plan. Like I could have technically, it wasn't just because you were older. Like I wanted you to be in her shadow because it was gonna give you more of an edge, right? Because I knew, like I, I designed this whole thing this way. I knew who was better growing up, right? And I knew if I could just put you in her shadow for a little bit, so Venus is gonna be number one, but you're gonna be the best to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's exactly what happened, right? And, and it was supposedly fact-checked that, that conversation actually did happen. Um, and so just you know, wait your turn, right? You might see other people that seem like they're winning, but it's their season, right? Your season is coming. And if you don't operate from a space of gratitude and and support, and if you can't be happy for other people when they're winning, you're not you, you're number one, you're not deserving. Of winning yourself mm. and then number 2 you we're attracting that energy for when you get to that point mm. right? I mean, that's like us you know shout out on your leisure one of the top uh podcasts in, in in the financial literacy space right um that's like us being like yo i can't stand to see them when they down our possible this week they doing stuff with this company like i am excited to see them win right because what you what that really reveals for you is the possible what's possible for you in, in in your season, right? So just be okay waiting your turn. Like right now with this podcast, we're paying our dues, right? We're waiting our turn to be able to serve you guys on an even higher level. We're going to show up with gratitude. We don't get paid for this. We're showing up because we want to show up. We're showing up because we know where we're going, right? And in, in the impact that we're having, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I think it's so important to wait your turn and never let what other people got going on blind you from your season because your season's coming and when it rains it pours you know what i'm saying so just be humble i'm not gonna say be humble but be graceful and have gratitude um in your what is it Your sowing season
2: i love that i got I I two points on it because i think you hit it really good number one is that someone else's success does not take away from yours right okay. success is not in limited supply so if somebody else becomes successful it's not taking away anything from you there's more than enough success to go around. And the second point I would say is I read this tweet is that clap for your friends when they're wi- winning, even if you're currently not. Right. Mm. And, and that's just a testament to do like, you know, to support people when it's their time to be supported. Because if you do that, those same people are going to support you when it's your time to be supported. And I think this is probably one of the most important lessons that we you know we've taken from this movie is because social media is killing people's. View on who's winning and who's not, and whose time it is. And because you can see it, you can see instant gratification. And I just want y'all to stay, stay graceful and just
0: support other people when it's their time because your time is coming too. Your time is coming. It's not finite, right? Success is not finite, it's enough for it. Literally printed. What? 20% of all the money is circular. Like it's pr- like they just print it, right? They print I was gonna it, say you go get it, you go buy assets because that money's worthless.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like and I was gonna say, y'all know how much money trades hands every day. So to Carter's point, he said it's not a limited supply out here. You can get yours, you can get yours, I can get mine. Okay. You know why? Because there's one point six trillion dollars that changes hands every day. That's every day. Okay. So then we got 1.6 trillion trading every day. We got Jerome over here printing, 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 printing. Uh-huh. So, like we've got a ton of money going in and out every day. So there is a peace for you. And I need you to believe that there is a peace for you. And then you're gonna get your piece.
0: You go come peace. Come on, Queen. Through. Come through. Come on, come you through. Go peace. And guys, you know we are we always like to end with tactical takeaways. Right. We don't want we, we're not the rah-rah the session podcast. Right. There, there's just a space for that in the industry. That's not us. Right. We're this is a lesson. This is a get some game. This is what you can do with it. Right. So what we want you to do as we close this out. Forgive the background noise like there's somebody blowing leaves in the country, as they say <laughs> um, outside my door. Um, what we want you to do is we, we want you to. Take something away from this podcast, right? One of the seven lessons that we gave you, and determine how you can apply that to your life. Like, what area of your life? Because you currently apply one of these seven seven lessons. Are you going through a rough season right now? You want to skip the process? Maybe it's a commitment to trusting the process, right? Maybe you don't have your plan. Maybe you haven't like really written out like what your end game is. Maybe it's just starting there and writing out your uh, your end game. What is your game plan of what you want your life to look like? But take. One of these lessons that you learn and identify where in your life you can implement it to take yourself to the next level. I always like to reflect in December, right? And so this is a great opportunity to have that reflection so you can create that game plan to absolutely, number one, there's, 31, there's 30 days left, right? So we'll, well, as if you listen to this podcast, maybe a little less than that, but you got some time left in this year, right? So n- not to wait to January 1st, but what can you do before this year is out? to to leave it all on the floor. The game is one in the fourth quarter, right? So let us know, leave a review. And um, matter of fact, screenshot this so that creating awareness, here's a call to action. If you're listening to this on YouTube, watching this on YouTube, or if you're listening to this on whatever, wherever you get your podcast, screenshot it right now, and then tag us, tag at Melanin Money in your stories on social media, if you're on social media, right? If you're not on social media, screenshot it and send the link to the episode, to one of your friends, send a text message to five friends, and say, hey, you need to listen to this show, right? Because again, we're going. the only way we're going to grow and spread this message of financial literacy and cl- closing the wealth gap is if y'all help us do it, right? right. So we'll, we'll come with the game and the value every single week, like clockwork, and all we ask is that y'all share. If it, was, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't valuable, don't share. But if it was valuable, and if you listen to this, it's after damn near an hour of listening. It was valuable.
1: Okay?
0: <laughs> so share it. Takes less than a minute mm-hmm. to tap the share button, especially if you got an iPhone. Shout out to Carter. Carter just got the app. He's got the uh, the the, the, the MacBook. MacBook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Apple on this side. Hey, all all tell you, this side. I bought
2: I bought fifteen hundred dollars worth of shares of Apple before buying my fifteen hundred dollar MacBook. I did them on the same day. So because I don't buy big purchases unless I'm willing to buy equal uh, price in the stock. So.
0: Mm. Love shit. that,
1: major shit. ownership is key.
0: Ownership, ownership is, key. is key. Don't ever play yourself. <laughs> <is key. laughs> but I. Right, listen,
1: listen. We love y'all. We love staying connected with you guys, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.
0: Absolutely. Also, interview uh, send us some guest suggestions too. If you don't have questions, but she's like y'all, we would love to see y'all interviews on so we about to hit y'all hard with the interviews, especially next year. So if y'all got some people that y'all want to see uh, on the show. Send those guest suggestions to podcast at MelaninMoney.com. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.